You're listening to Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership with Clinton Wilkins and myself, Todd Vino. I need to give a shout out. We had uh, we had some fan mail here a couple weeks ago. We did indeed have some fan mail. And it was something like, I used to think that it was just background noise, but I realized that there's really good information. And now we have an avid listener. That's so right. uh, you know who you are. Exactly. And we are not just background noise. We are not just background noise. <laughs> we are part of the conversation. We are the conversation. 100%. All right. So to that, let's have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stress test. Uh, this is something that is uh, obviously very important in mortgage lending. And I would think uh, now with mortgage rates where they're at, it's a good time to have a new conversation about the stress test. Right? Yeah, 100%. So the way the stress test works is we qualify people on a rate that is 2% higher than their contract rate. Yes. Which, you know what that means? Because the rates are higher, the rate that we have to qualify you on is even higher than what you had to qualify on before. So right now, the posted rate, we'll call it, is 5.25. So that's what we used to qualify people on. Uh, It was 5.25 or contract rate plus 2%, which is ever higher. So right now, everything is plus 2%. So a good five-year fix for a high-ratio insured mortgage today is somewhere around 5.34. So we're qualifying people on 7.34 or higher. If people want to get a HELOC, we're qualifying them on a rate of Mm 9.7%. Okay, so the the fundamental reason for that is what? You need to be able to sustain these higher rates. So the people that are experiencing higher rates today likely qualified at a rate of around 5.25. So we're rate up on that rate or a little bit higher. So we know that even though the rates are higher, people should still be able to afford their mortgages. And by and large, Todd, People are still affording it. Yes, people are feeling the pinch, but Canadians typically make their mortgage payments. Mm -hmm. So the people that are qualifying right now, we are basically deeming that they can afford their mortgages up to a rate at like 7 or 8 or 9%. Right. And the reason that it's so important is basically the government thinks that we are protecting, you know, the borrower from themselves. Mm -hmm. People have an unsatiable taste for credit and access to credit and, and, you know, buying a home or refinancing the most they possibly can. And it's putting a constraint in place saying, hey, you can only afford up to this amount. Right. Yeah. So obviously you're, you're pushing more and more people out of the out of the housing market, though, because you're looking at obviously. People don't qualify yeah, or they qualify, qualify for less. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. What's kind of the average income that you're seeing for somebody uh, when they're coming in? Let's say somebody buy, and, and they're, let's say they're single. Well, how much money does somebody need really to be making in order to even start to be having a mortgage conversation? I think if you're buying an average home in Halifax and it's around five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, if you're putting down twenty percent, that's a hundred thousand. Yeah, and then your mortgage is four hundred thousand. You need somewhere around a hundred thousand dollars a year of annual income to make that well, work. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine if you are doing a high ratio purchase and only putting down 5%, mm-hmm. you need to have a lot more income to make that work. Right. And they the constraints on a high ratio mortgage are much more stringent than they are if you put down 20%. Right. If you put down 20%, we're a little more liberal with yeah. the ratios. Yeah. Typically, sometimes we can get an exception. There's lenders that will allow us to go up to a higher level of debt servicing. But if you're putting down less than 20%, it needs to fall in the guidelines. Right. Because it's insured by really the government. It's insured right. by the Canadian Mortgage Housing Corporation, yeah. SAGE and or Canada Guarantee. Yeah. So I think, you know, obviously if you're planning on putting it down less than 20%, be prepared that the stress test is going to be even more important mm-hmm. and you really have to fall in line within those guidelines. And even like 0.01 over, they're like, nope, not doing yeah. it. 
not doing it. All right. So a lot. So obviously, look, a hundred thousand dollars. That's still a, in today's income. That's still a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You were uh, so talking about uh, friends are going in on mortgages together, or there's a couple plus somebody else, or whatever it might be. Yeah, like I've had a bunch of people where it's been like three borrowers on a mortgage yeah. application. I had one actually just recently. It was a couple and a friend, and they bought this property together. It happened to be a two unit. I'm not giving anyone's right. personal information. I'm just yeah. general here, and we needed all three incomes mm-hmm. to make this work. They all had a little bit of money. They were able to make up the down payment. And we actually did a high ratio purchase. You know, they put down that minimum yeah. amount. I think the purchase price maybe was around 600000 and they put about $30,000 down or so. And or I think it was 35000 down. That's how much they put down. Um, and they were able to make it work. And they did a cohabitation agreement. Everyone was happy. Everyone knew what was going to happen if one person wanted to exit the situation or if there was a breakup or whatever. But they were able to make it work. And they were able to get a two-unit property. And none of them could qualify on their own, but they could certainly qualify together. And it was their way to say, hey, Clinton, this is not forever. We know mm-hmm. this is not super conventional, yeah. but maybe yeah. it will be forever. Yeah. Who knows? We want to get into the property market. We want to have our pride in home ownership. We want to build some equity. We want to improve this property. And someday down the road, we want to sell it and then potentially buy another property. Yeah. But if we don't get into the property market today, we may mm-hmm. never get in. And you know what? Yeah. I agreed with them. Right. I thought it was great. And they came to me with mm-hmm. this situation. It wasn't me, you know, giving a pre-approval for one of them and saying, ah, yeah. you need to go find yeah. a co-signer. They came to me all together and said, Clinton, this is what we want to do. Do you think this is mm-hmm. possible? And do you think yeah. this makes sense? Do all three have to have the uh, re- really great credit or could one perhaps not have as good a credit scenario as the others i mean i think if you're doing a high ratio mortgage you want to have good credit you know i certainly see situations every day like i i have a a situation right now where one borrower has perfect credit and the other borrower honestly has terrible credit and i say terrible but it's terrible because they don't have Mm -hmm. a lot and you know what i was able to get an exception we were able to do it but they have a big big down payment i think they're putting down like more than 35 percent down and we were able to get a bank lender to approve it they're like yeah we'll do it Give us six months of their bank statement showing that they're paying their rent on time and cool, you can get your mortgage. And, you know, I think that's what the power of going to an unbiased mortgage professional Mm -hmm. like us is really, you know, we can look at it. And I think if you went and you walked into another lender, they'd be like, no, you can't be approved. You have a terrible credit score. Like, yeah, see, that's something that that I hadn't really thought about. If somebody puts a large, a big down payment down uh, and they end up defaulting on that mortgage, they lose all that money, correct? Well, not nope. necessarily if they do a default, but normally when people put down a big yeah. down payment and if they ha- if they have a bad situation or a challenging yeah. situation, you have to go to an yeah. alternative lender. This was a situation I got approved right. with a bank lender. Yeah. Prime, regular, right. good rates, everything. Um, but in a foreclosure situation, right. what happens if you stop pay- making yeah. your mortgage payment, it will go into a foreclosure. Lawyer will be hired by the bank, go through the process, get a foreclosure order, and then the house eventually would be yes. sold. What will happen is whatever it's sold at for auction, less how much you owe, less your penalty, less the legal fees than you would be given. But magically, it just gets sold enough for everyone to get paid. Is that how, is, do they do it that way? Well, because people people go to auction unless people right, are bidding yeah. it up, bidding it up, bidding it up. They kind of know what the right, minimum is that they it. need. Yeah. Yeah. They all, yeah. all they want is a minimum. They're not looking to make their the borrower his that money, his or her money that yeah. that that, that, right. that defaulted on yeah. them. You know, getting up, getting yeah. any money back. 
And I think that if you put down that much money, you're probably going to make your yeah. mortgage payment. Or if things are going sideways, you're probably yeah. sell your home. And that's why the that's obviously why the lender will will what 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 animal or what bird did we reference on our last show the, that the sticks their head in the sand? The ostrich. <laughs> Don't ostrich people. So Don't that's ostrich. obviously why when when lenders look at the the risk tolerance. They say, okay, you're putting down a big chunk of change. Obviously, you got a lot of skin in the game, and that's why they'll be more flexible with some of these other nuances that you just described. Yeah, like this this borrower, one had a good credit, one had bad credit. I think they put down like 40% or 50% on yeah. the purchase price, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I can get this done on the prime, yeah. in the prime world. And I think sometimes we just automatically, as like mortgage lenders, mortgage brokers, think like, okay, the customer's situation isn't that good. We need to go with an alternative solution. I always like to think that if I can make this work, I want to give the clients the best possible borrowing situation yeah. first. And then if it doesn't work that way, sure, sure. Go go to an alternative lender. But I think sometimes even clients are like, ah, this is going to be a challenging yeah. situation. I'm not going to get a very good deal. But it's just about putting all those pieces together. And sometimes it's a few steps in terms of getting a good deal. Maybe we need to go with an alt lender first, clean up your situation, and then get you into a more of a prime yeah. situation. But we deal with a variety of lenders, including bank lenders every day. When I have customers that, you know, have been in a challenging situation before, we get them cleaned up and they're like, oh, I'm going to go back to my bank this time. Well, we deal with banks mm -hmm. and we probably deal with the bank that you bank with. Yeah. So, you know, I think coming to us, we can really, you know, give the advice and also make sure it's in front of the right lender and get an approval. And typically we don't charge any of our clients fees. We get paid by the lenders. Mm -hmm. The only time that we have to charge a fee is if it's like private lending or alternative lending where maybe it's a more challenging file or commercial lending, we get paid. But normal prime lending, we get paid by the bank. Mm -hmm. Mortgage brokers are one of the only things in life that's, that's free. So, I mean, yeah. seek the advice. Yeah, for sure. On the down payment uh, situation, uh, people, uh, you can get that. That can be gifted. Uh, obviously, we talked a lot about mm -hmm. that, right? And that happens. You mentioned sometimes parents, elderly, older, older parents, will sell their property or they'll remortgage their property to leverage equity happens all the to time. give to their kids. Happens all the time. I yeah. saw clients yesterday. Right. I saw clients yesterday that are wanting to refinance their home to give their child enough money to make a down payment for a wow. new property. Wow. Yeah. Happens literally all the time. Yeah. And the what the parents say to me, and I hear this over and over again, we have benefited from these increased property values. Yeah. And if we don't do this for our kid now, our kid may never get into the real estate market. I hear this all the time. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's great if people can do it. I would add, I don't think that it should be expected either. I agree. Yeah. You know what? I bought my first home and- my parents oh have always helped me out. They yeah. put me through university. Like they they really went over and above, but they never gifted me any down payments mm -hmm. to buy a property. Yeah. Never ever. Yeah. Not once. Yeah. And there's certainly even been times where I've been in need and I'd be like, I need a bailout. And they're like, No, you're on your own, child. Mm -hmm. And uh it, I was probably better for it, honestly. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, there are times when it's appropriate and it works. Of but, course. But I wouldn't think that that people should put themselves in a bad financial position when they're heading into retirement either to do that. One thing to really think about, and I even have people that are going into retirement that are thinking about their financial future. And some people own their homes free and clear. Yeah. And they're choosing to leverage it up before they go to, into retirement for a variety of reasons. Yeah. And sometimes people have a mortgage going into retirement and they're changing the structure of their debt. So, you know, we talk a lot about home equity lines of credit. We've talked about CHIP before, which is the Canadian Home Income Plan. 
Um, so home equity line, that's the HELOC that you refer to. Home equity line of credit. Yeah, yeah, home right. equity line of credit. Yeah. Obviously very, very popular for people that are thinking about getting retired at some point. It's good to get these things kind of set up before you retire. Yeah, yeah. because I mean, if you run into repairs and this and that, you want to be able to have access to that, to some cash. Right? Or access for financial reasons. Right. Maybe you want to, you know, use some of the equity of, of your home to supplement yeah. your income. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe you're only going to get CVP and OAS. Like, yeah. I don't know what your situation is yeah. going to be. Yeah. And maybe either you could potentially have mobility issues. Maybe you need to do some repairs to the home or, mm-hmm. you know, do some changes to the home to make it more accessible down the road. There's a lot of reasons why people need to borrow money. Yeah. And oftentimes the home is the biggest asset. All right. Uh, we've got another segment to go. Mortgage 101, your guide home ownership. We'll be right back. If you've liked what you've heard and you want to learn more, feel free to visit us online at teamclinton.ca.